up, BC Papas, back again. Oddly enough, this is take two with uh, Jar Arboleda. Jar, what's going on, man? Thanks, John. Thanks for having me, guys, and I really appreciate the invite. Really happy. No, man. (laughs) We had a really good um, episode or recording a couple days ago, but unfortunately, you know, the audio um, didn't turn out the way we want. But, man, I mean, uh, thanks for making the time to be back on. Um, How's... I mean, how's it over there right now as far as uh, – is it any different than a few days ago as far as the quarantine stuff? Um, uh, are there new news coming out? Well, basically, it's just the same. Um, for me, like I said the last time, it's more of just – since we're all locked down, um, it's more of just making a habit, like setting up a schedule. For me right now, I am not so strict, but like every morning, like 7 in the morning, I do – I do my yoga consistently, and then later in the afternoon, I do workouts. In the middle of that, I play my PS4, and probably, <laughs> yeah, but probably, uh, but but mostly it's just um, you know making a habit of things because uh, just just instead of wasting my time like yeah like playing video games all day, I would rather like work on my own stuff and just improve. Yeah, just the same. How are you guys there? It's good. Uh, so, Jar, is it the, the quarantine over there? Is it like forced by the government or it's just like, what's the... Because here, it's like uh, you are forced to stay in your homes. There's no, right. you, have, you have to get the pass to just to go to groceries and stuff. So, it's like a forced thing. So, how about over there? Yeah, here, it's almost the same, but there's no no such thing like that, like only one, one per household. Yeah. Pass, yeah. but here we can still go outside go for a workout and just buy the groceries but the government doesn't allow us to like just hang out outside if they see you outside okay. just hanging around they they'll find you like we have a fine like the the first offense is like uh, it's like mm, when you, when they see you they'll find like three hundred dollars which is like twelve thousand pesos that's just a first offense yeah so no warning no warning, they just go for it. <laughs> so it's really forcing Dang. the people to just stay inside. And so, <laughs> so over there, you know how it is here. Hey, yeah. I mean, I've never done it, right? But <laughs> you know when a cop is like stops you for something, you can be like, hey, uh, you know, we forgive you a little something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that, uh, what's that, Lagai? What do they call yeah, that? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, Lagai. <laughs> Do they have that there, or is it super like strict? Or yeah, no such thing like like that. Bro. <laughs> just go after you. Yeah, but it's all good here. It's all fine. Mm. <laughs> well, I just want to back up real quick. I mean, we're doing take two, so I did an introduction in the last one, but I mean, you know, I forgot that it is take two. So yeah. if, to back it up, you know, uh, if you guys are listening, Jar is a Atos Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, brown belt and he is a coach at the gentle art academy in uh, singapore so when we're talking about you know hey what's quarantine like there you know jars in singapore and jojo and i right now are in um, the philippines in bocolo city um you know jar is a coach you know you talked about you know and during this time like you're trying to keep your like habits a structure a schedule um 
you know, how does that affect what part of your schedule um, daily goes into? Are you still teaching classes? Are you doing like online? Like what are you doing with classes? Yeah. Well, well, we still have, we do have online classes. uh, We Mm use Zoom app. Like, so it's just for the kids. Now we also have it for adults. For the kids, it's just 30 minutes. It's more of like just more than the workout. It's more of just saying hi to the kids as well. Just looking up over them and then it's just 30 minutes of just basically jujitsu drills and and techniques that's it we do it um every we do it three times a week for 30 minutes okay. per day yep yep yeah and what, do you do, uh, what platform are you guys using for your online uh we're using like zoom. website no zoom? we're using zoom zoom yep zoom okay. as an app yep Oh, and by the way, guys, I listened before we continue about me. I listened to yesterday's podcast mm-hmm. with Nick, your podcast with Nicole. With Nicole, yeah. 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 It's a great one, man. If I would describe it, I would say it's very uplifting and very refreshing. So I really loved it. And I even took down some notes. I, I have some takeaways from that podcast. <laughs> like, like nice. one time you were, John was saying about, the Bruce Lee quote about martial art is about honestly expressing yourself, which yeah. is which is right away. I took note. I I, I, I took my note notebook and just write it down. It's it's really awesome. And then one more thing is when Nicole was saying about like the artists, they may not like they, they may not contribute when it comes to the economy, but they they bring beauty to the world, which is I find really really good like the whole podcast was very nice bro like i really liked it man i'm glad that you you liked it and listened to it i mean we're trying to you know like having someone like yourself on here obviously we know each other through jujitsu but when you we're all people that have i mean numerous passions numerous ideas you know numerous hopes and dreams and so i think that's you know, when we do the BC Papas podcast or the Buhai Antuel podcast, you know, we, that, those are the stories that we want to hear. And, um, and, you know, at the same time, like, this is fun for us, right? To right. come and hang out with you. I mean, you know, that it's, we're, uh, it's, it's fun, man. We love, just like you said last time, you love talking to people. We love talking to people and especially people you connect with and have similar values with and, Nicole was someone that's just, um, you know, been a good friend of ours for a long time. But, you know, we're I, I laugh because uh, when Jojen was we were talking, I was talking about martial arts and he's like, hey, she's also a martial artist. Right, she's not, a I mean, it's, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she's I mean, it's all art. You know, it's all right. our expression. Right. And uh, yeah, man, th- thanks for listening. It was, um, you know. I, I remember on the uh, take on the first take, I was like, "Jar, I think I think you're like are one of our top three of all our three listeners." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I always enjoyed your podcast, guys. Like, ever since, yeah, ever since, um, uh, like I said last time, it was Adrian Hilianis episode. I listened to that; it's awesome. Coach Coach Don's episode, I like it as well. And yesterday, man, was like me, Nicole. Even I don't know. Her. I don't know her 
personally, but just hearing her voice, she seems very genuine. So, and I just feel it. Sometimes you just like vibe it on the person. So just hearing the voice and the, the conversation was was awesome, bro. Yeah, and yeah. well, I mean, when you talked about, um, you know, when we talk about that Bruce Lee quote, there's um, so it's funny because. Uh, Nicole actually introduced Jojo and I to a foundation here in Bacolod City uh, that's called the Bin Heat Foundation, right? Is that mm. how you say it, Joe? Or Bin yeah, Bin Creatives? Yeah. Creatives. What does that mean again, Joe? What does it mean? Like Bin the... is a seed. Okay. Seed, so, Joe, this thing is it's really cool because what they do is um, they're in a rougher neighborhood in town. And they were able to get a, a place. The barangay gave them like uh, a site that they could use. And they um, each year they take, um, I think, ten to fifteen like new students. They have to create an individual artwork. Now, it, original. It could be poetry. It could be painting, sculpture. I mean, any art form. But they have to present it and and you know express themselves and through. Um, explaining about it they get chosen to be a part of this like a uh, fellowship or something mm -hmm. like that yeah. and um you know uh one of the times that i had gone to uh one of their events and i had shared a few things i i shared that bruce lee quote and there are actually two yeah. quotes i was sharing and i want to ask you about these quotes too yeah. so the first was when um uh by Bruce Lee when he says in that one famous interview, he says for him, martial arts is about being able to truly express oneself. Yep. Right. Yep. And, you know, like I said, to Nicole, we talked about art in general. I mean, that's what it is. And that's what we're all trying to hopefully do is be authentic and get better at expressing who we really are. We think right. we're inside. And then the other quote was by uh, one of my favorite rappers, um, Tupac Shakur. Yeah. And it's funny because he said this when he was young, but, you know, in, in I mean, Bruce Lee died young as well. Yeah. But he said, I don't think I'm going to change the world, yeah. but I promise I will spark the brain that changes the world. That's awesome. You know, I mean, within the context of like those two, um, quotes i mean what do you think of that and, and what you're pursuing with your passions i mean i don't know what do you think about those yeah let's give yeah, your opinion yeah for for the first one was which is the bruce lee quote relating to jujitsu is like jujitsu we all have our own games right we all are, ha mm -hmm. have our own uniqueness so and when when we, we're on the mats it shows uh, when we're fighting on the mats i say it shows our how how we express ourselves right yeah. so let's say we have different games as well when you some guys like the takedown some guys like to pull guard it's just unique for everyone and yeah just relating to that is it's all about which i also relate because i when i'm inside a mass i'm free I, I feel very free and i feel that yeah and i yeah. really can do whatever that i want to do mm. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you know how they always say, like, the mats don't lie. Don't lie. Right? Yeah. I think there was some other quote, Joe. I don't know who what it was, where it's like, you don't know someone until you fought them or something like that. I don't In know if that's a yeah. movie or what. But, I mean, that's – I feel like as we – like, 
as we get better at whatever we're pursuing, let's say it's jujitsu, like, I mean, I'm sure the three of us, like, you probably feel better at expressing yourself. Mm. Like, you know, when you first start, you're like, ah, I want to do this, but I can. And I'm, you know, and, but then later on, you, like you said, you're able, you have a game. Yeah. Right. And you're able to share that game with, with anyone else and just see how the conversation goes. You know, you know how but, to express yourself. You know? Yeah. And, and, and the first time you, like, the first time you do it, it's like scary at first. So you're yeah. kind of like hesitant to express yourself. You're kind of like, uh, like super conscious of what you're doing. The, but the more you do it, the more you're, uh, you're uh, like going through the ranks. You're more free. You're try now. You can really express yourself because you're confident. You're uh, yeah. you're uh, sure of yourself. You're sure of yourself. So that's kind of yeah. like it's the you relate to that. Yeah, to- totally agree, man. And that's why a lot of a lot of jujitsu guys are saying like, jujitsu saved my life. Mm-hmm. We always hear that, right? Because yeah. Let's say I'm citing an example. Let's say an introvert, which is like very shy guy. And when he tries jujitsu, and he was able to to express himself, then confidence will come. Mm. And after confidence, it 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 will all go up from there. Mm. Like it's just like that. Yeah, my take on that. Well, yeah. you know how if you if you look at any type of expression or communication, there's obviously people that you interact with who are better at communicating. Mm. Some aren't very good at communicating. Right. And, and some people get stuck at those levels, like for the rest of their life, right? Like you might do a job where you're not really required to communicate with mm. a lot mm. of people. Right? right. And you might have like great ideas or you might, but you're not used to expressing them, you know? Right. Right. And so a lot of times, like we get on this podcast and the three of us and we're, you know, we've gone through some stuff. Maybe it's jujitsu that helped us, but we're kind of confident guys. And you can just, you feel free to share your own ideas, mm. right? But when you don't have that confidence, you're not sure how to express yourself. If people are going to like, like you care about if people like what you're going to say or not. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when you're not confident in jujitsu and you're like, oh, are they going to think I'm good yeah. or am I living up to, you know, so there's you pass insecurities. Out. You're, you're, uh, your default is yeah, to pass yeah. out because yeah. you don't know what to do. Yeah. And then yeah. w- when you get better at expressing your jujitsu, you're just like, hey, I'm not, I want to hear what this guy's mm-hmm. got to say. Yeah. Oh man, I never seen that. I never heard that idea before. Okay, let me see if I could share this. Oh, oh uh, yeah. You know, what I mean that exchange um, of expression, like you, like like anything, right? You got to work at, like you said, draw, build habits. You know, put some kind of structure to improve if you're going to be able to express yourself. And I mean, that's the same thing. You know, we're trying to do here. We're trying to get better at talking to people. You know, yeah. I don't know, you know. And that's why for me, it's like, for me, confidence is everything. Mm-hmm. Like, even even when it comes to competition, when you're confident, you feel like you can do anything, yeah. right? Right. Like, when, like, you're, you're not confident, sometimes you'll just freeze up. And then when, inside a match, if you're not confident, sometimes you just don't know what you're doing, right? Yeah. So when you're confident, you can do everything. So, like, in, so asking aspect in life as well so jar you competed a lot before right so can you share yes. can you share some of your uh, preparation going to a, going into a competition like mentally or physically what's your uh, what's your uh, preparation uh well for me yeah physical the physical is always there mm-hmm. but for me what plays out the most is the mental game mm-hmm. i would say i would say it's 90 percent mental mm-hmm. 
and 10% physical. Physical, you, we all know how to do it. You just have to show up in the gym mm-hmm. every day. Just, just, just listen to the lesson. Just, do, just work, right? Mm-hmm. And but the biggest challenge is the mental aspect, which is like you, you will have a lot of thoughts. Like first, I'm sorry about that. Sure. First, you'll have mm-hmm. some doubts. You have some doubts, and then from then you have to solve it one, one by one. You just, just, and just sharpen your mind. For me, it's it plays a big factor mm-hmm. the mental game. Yeah. And for me, and when it comes to competition itself, like I have to prepare myself. For me, I I I, I always try to keep calm. I try to meditate in the morning, mm-hmm. and then when it comes to the inside the mats, my and and when the referee says go, uh, for me, I just have to be very clear, like almost zero thoughts. Mm-hmm. So when it to the fight just go. Yeah. and hundred and most of the time it really works well for me like sometimes i lose but yeah most of the time i get i get to win well when i um hear you talking about that preparation the word i kind of uh see in my mind is uh, uh maturity right? right so like there's a mature preparation and um so you know, the competitions, I haven't done a lot of competitions, but the ones where I've been, was like successful at was like the white belt and um, blue belt. And I haven't done, I didn't get to compete at purple and then mm-hmm. I've yet to compete at, at brown. Now, do you find at the higher levels, like, like sometimes at, um, like at white and blue, like you already knew when you see the guys or something mm-hmm. like, man, I'm, I'm more prepared. You know, right. I, I'm better prepared. I have more experience, you know, and you feel it right away, right? Now, do you find at the higher levels that those other guys have similar, like, mature preparation and you can see that it's a different level, like, at, at, at those higher levels that you've competed at? Yeah, well, for me, based on experience, you know, when, when, when fighting against higher belts, purple, brown, brown belts, it's almost just the same. Like, for me, it's... Mm-hmm. From when it comes to competition, it will always be a habit. Like everything is the same. Like when, like my mindset, clearing the mind. I used to do that in white belt, mm, which okay. is which I, which I still do when I I compete even at purple and brown. Mm. I haven't competed in brown, but even when I compete when I compete during my purple belt days, uh, it's just the same. Like clearing mm. the mind, owning up, going with the flow. It's all the same. The only difference is just the level of, but all it's just the same mental mental toughness, things like that, and yeah, just go with it. Yeah. Do you, you now? You also coach children, right? Yes. Yes. That's so, do you? How do you? Um, you know, every kid is uh, different, right? Just like every person is different, but you know, there's so many levels of. Uh, different coordination and like uh mental uh like attention span and things like that do you feel like there are things um that you learn through competition that help you with those kids or is it a different ball game or does that also help you like being a competitor and then coaching kids um what what i can relate about competition and teaching kids is like uh, you just have to stay calm, but the approach is different. Mm-hmm. For me, we have a bunch of kids here. We teach around 
120 kids per week. Wow. Right. Did that um, as much as we can. We just, because it's different kids, different age group. We just try to simplify as much as we can. Mm. That's the thing about, that's the difference between teaching kids and adults. With, mm. with the kids, you, you really have to simplify each move, even the basic forward roll, even the basic hip escapes. You have to simpli- yeah. simplify it. Let's, mm. let's say forward roll, you have to put your, your, le- your knee down, your right knee down. You put your left arm under your knee, and then you roll. And in adults, you, you don't. Sometimes you, do, you just don't have to explain that, right? So, mm. But yeah, I, I'm I'm saying that the approach is very different, and just make it simple, and that's it. Because and also dealing with kids for me, um, I had an adjustment phase because I'm not very used to teaching kids before, mm. and when I got here, it was like a bit overwhelmed because <laughs> diff- different characters, right? Different. Like some are very nice, some are very, very naughty, very, very. (laughs) I just have to like, and after like my first couple of, couple of, couple of um, uh, lessons that I teach here with the kids, I got a bit overwhelmed. I I I I thought a lot about like having my own kids. (laughs) Yeah, for your second, your second guessing that idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, because I like I like kids. Way back, even before I got here, I really love kids. I'm friends friends with a lot of kids. But yeah, when I got to teaching kids, yeah, I had had second thoughts. But it's all good now. I'm very I'm very comfortable with the kids right now, and I love every kid that I teach. Yeah, yeah um, you know, the kids. It's 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 fun because it's it's always a challenge, and it's um. You know, they come with new stuff every day outside of jujitsu, you know, and right. it, it's funny what they want to share with you, <laughs> you know, because you're their jujitsu teacher. But then, they, hey, coach, you know what happened in school today? This guy, he did this, you know. Or new movies. Like new. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they want to talk about, yeah, superheroes or something like that. Right. So and with that. Can... It, yeah, it's really fun, like even those outside jujitsu, yeah, con- a conversation yeah. with kids. It's really fun. I'm like, somehow I'm I'm acting like as as their their kuya, their yeah. brother, or their big or their father, which is very fun for me. It's almost like I'm practicing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely gonna help. Hopefully, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's really it really teaches me a lot of um, patience when it comes to kids. So what's funny was. Um... You know, I like, uh, I love, I still love, like, probably more than my kids, like, superhero movies and, uh-huh. like, um, Star Wars, and I'm trying to teach them about it, you know. And then there's, like, the, um, you know, the, the new Clone Wars uh, yeah. TV show out right now, the, and I'm trying to get my kids to watch it, you know. But it's funny because we were talking the last, on take one, uh, about Jock and uh, John, right? Uh-huh. But I, I was like, oh, man, I was watching this um star wars uh youtube right like a review and i was like oh dude i'm gonna i'm gonna call jock man i'm just want to call him and not even talk about jujitsu and get him on and just talk about nerd out about star wars man he's the biggest star wars fan i know yeah (laughs) he is (laughs) um well you know the the other thing that there's a couple things i would love to talk to you about and i want to bring up later but uh the one story that I thought was funny uh, when we that we missed um, from from take one was that 
when I was asking you how um, you got into jujitsu, <laughs> and you talked yeah. about watching your brother. Can, can you share that wow. story again about I watching sure, your? Yeah, sure. I'll share why why I started jujitsu and how I started. So it all started with my brother, my big brother. Um, he's the one that that that's into martial arts. Before I'm not a big fan of martial arts. Way back then, I was 19. And I was a college student, and then. He was doing jujitsu, and then he joined. He joined his first competition. I remember it was Pan Asian, and then I saw him fight, but then he lost the match. And then for me, it, it hurts for me because he's my brother, right? So it kind of hurts mm. for me. And mm -hmm. then like afterwards, when the, they raised the hand of the other guy, for me, inside of me was like, I'm gonna get this guy. I'm gonna get this guy. <laughs> yeah, but then afterwards, I, I wasn't able to see the guy again, but. It's all good. I started, uh, and then I'll, I'll just share how I started and how I started jiu-jitsu. Um, so we started in Cavite, a very small gym. Oh. A very, yeah, in Cavite. So I didn't start with Atos before. It was a very small gym in Cavite, around four, four jiu-jitsu guys per session. Very small. And then trained there for around four months, I think, a couple of months. Mm. But then, you know, sometimes... Jiu-jitsu politics happen, even if it's just a small gym. Yeah. What was this, Jar? What is it? Um, when, when was this? When it was around 2009. Mm. Late, around late, early 2009. I was 19 back then. And then, mm. and then I got pissed off. Because for me, as a beginner, I just want to train, right? I just mm. want to do jiu-jitsu, that's it. And maybe compete. And then, and then after that, I searched I search in, in the internet. Um... The first one I saw was an open mat. It was a summer, so there's open mats a lot. There's a lot of open mats around. Mm. So I saw Ateneo, like Team BPF. It was BPF before. It was right. an open mat. So I, I spent, I, I, I commute all the way to Ateneo. It took me around three hours to commute. Oh, man. Wow. And then, and then when I got there, I saw this a lot of people training together, just sparring, and I saw like it's just good vibes. And then mm -hmm. I hang, I hanged out a bit. And then ask ask some of the guys because my school is, was in Makati back then. It was quite far from Ateneo. Like I asked them, "Do you know any gyms near Makati?" And then one guy said, "Like, oh, look for Irwin Tagle." Like, mm -hmm. but it's not in Makati; it's in Ortigas, but it's quite closer compared to Ateneo. Yeah. And then I start, and then I went there. I went to Irwin to Submission Sport Philippines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you all. Yep. And then I just saw how the guys work. It, it's it's not a big gym as well, and then from there I just like learned what re hard work really is, because the the, the guys just train train hard, and then and that from then on I build like a work ethic, and I just followed the footsteps of guys like Irwin, and then but and from then on it it just continued. And so then, yeah. let me ask you like you know you're um, someone. A place like the Submission Sports and someone like Erwin, you know, these are guys who have a lot of, uh, like, fighters, you know, not just jiu-jitsu guys. Right. Um, is, there, is there a difference being in that environment where you're on a team that also has uh, a lot of fighters and as well as jiu-jitsu guys as opposed to being... Like just at a jiu-jitsu school, I mean, are there what? What are the some of the things that you experience in the difference um, of that? 
Well, for me, initially, I really wanted to do MMA. Okay. So I even, yeah, I even tried striking for a bit, but I really sucked at it. So <laughs> I just tried focusing. And get to, I, I did well. I, somehow I did well. For me, striking, I, hit, I got hit a lot in the head <laughs> a bunch right. of times. I got very dizzy like after the class. So I, like I said, like, no, I'm just going to do jiu-jitsu. But, but, but when the question you were asking, there's nothing much for me. I just embraced the, the value of hard work. And there, right. I saw the guys really working hard. What are they doing? They're, comp- they're preparing for a competition for me. And, that from, and it's very important, important for me, like what hard work really is. Yeah. That's awesome. And then continuing to my journey, Jiu-Jitsu journey, can I, can I share? Something? Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah, please. And then that's when, and then after, that's what, that was in Renaissance back then. Right. Then around 2012, we moved to MetroWalk, the ultimate fitness, which you, which you, I, I saw, I see you sometimes, I saw you a lot of times, John. Yeah. Training with Dan and Jock in the 7 a.m. Jiu-Jitsu club. Yeah. Yeah, with Jan and Jock. Yeah, like like I'm, I said the last time, I love those guys. Really yeah. had my, my game a lot. So my experience back then, I was sleeping at the gym. Right. For three years that happened. Because cause my, my hometown is way far from Manila. It's around two and a half hours from Manila. And then I work in Manila. So I just asked Irwin, can I, can, I, can I sleep at the gym? And then he's very open. He just wants to help. So for me, yeah. I slept. So we have bunk beds in, at the gym, really like a sleeping quarters for the fighters. Yeah. But yeah, I sleep on the dance studio, and my pillow is the the Muay Thai pad. Wow. I did oh man. For three years, but and yeah, no no complaints at all. Sometimes you turn on the aircon, but, but yeah, which is good. Some most of the time not. But yeah, that's my experience. And one of the guys that I um that sleeps as well at Ultimate Fitness was Adrian. You know Adrian? Yes. So he's one of the guys there. He's, he's my big brother back then and helped me a lot as well, especially like wrestling and top game. Because right? Adrian's like have a killer double Oh, leg. man. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the best and uh, one of the best uh, grapplers to come out of Bacola and fighters, really. So, I mean, great guy to have as a big brother. Very true, man. Very true. And I have a lot of stories with Adrian in Ultimate Fitness. <laughs> yeah, a lot, man. A lot. And one, one, one I would share here is my, so Ultimate Fitness, we just opened. Uh, Irwin just opened the gym, right? So second day, second day of operation, um, the gym ran, ran out of water, bottled water, Gatorade, and all the energy drinks, right? So Irwin um, approached Adrian like, Guys, can you buy can you buy some some Gatorades, water bottle? I, I I don't think I hope I, I don't think Adrian remembers this, but so we went to the grocery. It's like two kilometers away. <laughs> <laughs> so we went by cab, and then so we bought all the Gatorades, the the water, and we were holding a shopping cart. You know, the, not the regular shopping cart, but those big carts that can hold like cases of beer. You yeah, know those yeah. carts. Yeah. So, we were, we're holding that and we're waiting for a cab, but, but it's rush hour. So it's really hard, but, and we really have to go back to the gym to, to, to have the, the, the drinks. So what we did, like, 
Adrian was asking me, Jar, is there any security guards watching us? What <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> we did. We walked for two kilometers with the shop with the oh shopping. Oh my car. gosh. <laughs> and then yeah, it was it was just funny. Like I think Adrian still remembers it from but we, so you, we have you a lot pushed of all those drinks two kilometers? <laughs> two kilometers, man. Like <laughs> And then that 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 big card stayed in the gym for like three two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I have a lot of stories with Adrian. We used to drink a lot at night to to make to to help to help us sleep. Cause yeah, cause my work when my work cause my work ends at eleven p.m. Mm-hmm. So I arrive at Metro Walk around 12, 12 midnight. And then from there, Adrian would would say like, "Oh, Charles, have a drink with some other guys just to help us sleep." Yeah. Yeah, and then from there, and then the usual habit is like, wait. So we drink around twelve to two a.m. and then we will sleep, <laughs> and then from eight to six, because because there's jujitsu log, so we have to wake up at six. Yeah, guys so are then, coming in. Yeah, guys are coming. Jan, Jan wakes me up, man. He he yeah. really comes to me like Charlie. Go, he's pushing me, like pushing me. Like, so sometimes I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit still drunk. <laughs> but yeah, but I still, but I still go. But yeah, it was it was fun to jitsu a lot and and having to experience like sleeping at the gym is really fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know a a lot of what you experienced when you were younger and starting out, uh, like you said, sleeping in the gym, being at the gym a lot. I mean nowadays, I mean how often. You know, I mean, it's your job yeah. being there. Are you are you there at the gym all day? I mean, you know, before you were working, then going to the gym and staying there. But now, I mean, what what does your schedule look like when there's not a quarantine? Oh well, for me, uh, before yeah, before the quarantine is like, yeah, most of the time I spent a lot of time here at the gym, just mostly working out, like, and also like this, the mat is my place for sometimes in meditation because mm-hmm. it's very quiet. Sometimes it's just me alone, and yeah, just meditate on things, and then work from. The schedule is like uh, 4 p.m. to around 7 p.m. We teach kids. So that's like four classes per day. Yeah. So and we also have a morning morning training mm-hmm. from 7 to 8. But from 8 to around 4, it's free time. It's, there's no there's no work. And with that free time, I was able to. Like isolate myself. Like what I'm saying for the last part, uh, last last first take was this isolation uh, lockdown um, thing is not new to me. Right. Most of I'm alone. Sometimes I go to the park, the beach, just meditate, and and just enjoy the company of myself. You get it? Yeah. yeah. Alone because some 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 other people is like not very comfortable in being alone mm. to me like when i got here that's when i really appreciate the the time of being alone and and spending time like meditating and a lot of things. so before um you got to singapore and you had that opportunity to go there um would you say that like were you more of an outgoing person or like would you or like you know how the, you said there's some people they can't be alone like they always right. got to be around people were you that extreme or were you just you know oh, or, no. for, me, for me 
back home, I just really enjoy being uh, not alone, but just at home. I don't like okay. going out too much. So I just play a lot of video games back then. So yeah, I really, I really enjoy being alone. But when I got here, I really, I, I kind of embrace it more. Right, you yeah. embraced it. Okay. I embrace, I embrace being alone. So every day, like each day, I try to like meditate and just, just clear my mind. And it really helps me a lot throughout the day. And right now I'm also doing yoga, which now I see the connection between yoga and meditation, which is really good. After, after my every time I do yoga in the morning, after, so I, I sweat a lot when yeah. I do yoga. I, I didn't know it was that hard. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yoga is very hard. It's, it's like, it's really a workout. Yeah. And I'm drenching to sweat. Each time I finish, I feel very clear and I have more energy throughout the day. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's really important that, I mean, at least it has been important for me in the past. Like for you, like what you said, um, embracing kind of like your situation and like what you're going to learn from that. Um, right. You know, I, I don't have the same exact situation as you, but like right now due to the lockdown, the travel ban, you know, I'm separated right. from. You know, my kids, my family, my wife, and like just today, just today, I'm, I'm actually here at um, my office, which is above our gym, above BC. Yeah. And I was just like thinking today, like, man, it's getting to me. Like, mm. you know, I've been yeah, um, okay. uh, oh, pretty good in the past. <laughs> you know, no, that's a, that's the internet people. Oh. But uh, I, might, I might have to jump off for a break real quick, but you guys can keep going. But, um, the uh the what, what i was gonna say was just that you know it's almost like i was fine with the right. isolation and i'm doing stuff and then the longer it gets i feel like man it gets yeah it's tougher and so you got to be more disciplined you got to go back to that thing okay you know let me go back to habits. What am I getting up and doing? And, yep. you know, and cause it's gonna, it gets tougher. And I can imagine, you know, you, you, um, you seem like you're very, very mature, but also you've got a tough situation where there's this pandemic, but you're also regularly right. away from your wife, your, your loved ones. Right. And like you said, pretty much on your own, how do you balance that normal um, being away, like being away from Philippines, being away from your loved ones, and then also now there's a pandemic, and now yeah. it's even like you can't go to the gym, and you, you know how do how do you balance that during this time? Well, yeah, for me, yeah, that's one one more thing that I I realized being alone, being away with my loved ones was like the value of time, like my relationship with time itself. Because right now, whenever, whenever I'm with, let's say, whenever when I'm with my family, and whenever my wife goes here in Singapore, I really value the time, uh-huh. which I, which I usually, which I took for granted back home was like, oh, I'm just with my wife, hanging out. But when when she's here, like every minute, every hour, I really value mm. that. And and with that, same thing goes for my family as well. And one more thing is like being away is like um uh, it's tough because it's the time with 
I spell it say with my my dad and mom. The time I spend with them is very limited, and then I when I when I kind of go in a long term view, so mm-hmm. I see my back before the lockdown. I see my mom and dad for like twice a year. Wow. When since since like, since I got here in Singapore, and uh, my my parents is they're around sixty years old. So still when young. I see it, still young, still young. Yep. But when I see it, like let's say. The usual average age, let's say, is 80, 85, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so they still have like 20, 20 plus. I hope they they went more. I won't. I, I hope they yeah. age more. Let's say just average age is 80. So let's say they still have 20 years to come. And when I count how many times I see them in a year, it was like twice a year. So multi, multiply by 20. Yeah. It's just 40 yeah. times. So I, so I will just see them like 40 times. Like, let's just say I'm yeah, here. I will always for example. the rest of my life here in, yeah, in Singapore. So that that when I when when I when I see that kind of perspective, I really value each time when we're together with my, when I'm together with my family. And so yeah, I really value the time. And right now, I I and this, the art of like saying no to like things ah. like. I, yeah, I usually say no to a lot of things right now because I just focus on the things that really gives value to me. Right. You know, which is like jujitsu. When it comes to jujitsu, let's talk about it. I have the time. Right. When it comes to like my finances, I'm big. I, I I always like reading, reading, and listening to like business stuff. Let's have time. I have time to talk about it. When it comes to my family, yeah, let's have time. But outside Ooh. that, outside those, I just usually say yeah. no. So, so do you consider yourself, uh, I mean, good? Were you always good at being present and in the moment and taking value in that? Were you, like, have you, has that just been your personality? Was that something that you learned or were taught? I mean, because, I, I mean, that being able to be in the moment, obviously, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're you're able to make the best out of every situation. And, I mean, and you're a young guy, man. Like I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I, I was like, kind of like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I, mean, I wish I was like yeah, you now. I'm 45. No. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, it's really well, refreshing to hear like a young guy talk like that. You know what I mean? Because I, I can't, I can't uh, like uh, wish somebody told me that or somebody like showed me that when I was younger, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's very inspiring to hear like a young person like talks and uh, applies himself the way you do. Right. Well, well, for me, I learned that. I just learned that when I got here because I realized that a lot when I'm alone, that's, that's when I thought a lot of things back then I was really, I'm not that mature. I would say I'm very responsible. Not very irresponsible and not mature. I would just go go with go with whatever. Just play video games. Just do whatever. Spend time with a lot of people. Because I have a lot a lot I have a lot of jujitsu friends. Right. So I just hang, I hang out. Which which right now when I whenever I go home, I still see some of my friends. But it made it I made it very now I just have a very small circle right. circle to spend time with. Well, can I ask you this uh, in relation to, you know, these um, revelations, discoveries, you know, maturations that you've experienced in these, this season, 
being over there. Is this something that you and your wife get to talk about and like kind of like you share like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I don't know. Like, it's like when you find keys. Is that something that you right. guys are able to talk about and things like that? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, you know. Well, yeah, for me, you know, since we're, we're away a lot of times, we just we just talk. About, yeah, we talk about the value. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's echo. We talk a lot about yeah the value of time when we're, whenever we are with each other. Like every time she's here, I, I skip. I almost skip training a lot of times sure. just to spend time with her. Because jujitsu will always be there, I would say. Yeah, and with that, and also like, yeah, it's really tough. Because for me, I also have now I have a relationship with the airport. It's kind of strange, <laughs> the airport. Because so we talk a lot, a lot about this. The airport could be the happiest place or the saddest right. place. Right. Meaning, happiest place whenever she's coming here. I'm ecstatic. I'm pumped. I go to the airport like two hours before. <laughs> And saddest place whenever she's gonna get out. It's goodbye, sir. Shed a tear. Say goodbye. It's the saddest place in the world. Yeah. It's just a weird at the airport. Just seeing things like that. No man, that's uh one thing I would encourage you on is that you know like seasons change, right? And and we are get if you're present or around people that can help you be present, you know, or, or, you know, give that environment where it's easier to be present, then you get to soak in and take in what it is going to be in that season. You know, like for me, having conversations like this with you guys helps me put in perspective what we're going through right now. You know, I want to get everything out that I'm supposed to get. And like you said, with, you know, with, oh, jujitsu will be there. I mean, it's true. You know, like, hey, if I could train all day, I would. Literally, I would. Yeah. But even when you like own a gym, you can't train all day. There's a lot of stuff you have to do if you want to keep that yeah. place going, you know. But at the same time, like when I trained a lot, my kids were younger and they didn't have a lot of their yeah. own activities, mm-hmm. you know. And now, like, you're, I, it, it's a challenge for me not to get caught up. So, like, we got, like, we got promoted to, uh, brown belt last June, right, Joe? Is that right? Yeah, June. Yeah. Congrats, guys. Thank you. Congrats. You know, and long road, been a long road. You know, but <laughs> but same. 2019, I also got my brown belt. Uh, you know, <laughs> congrats, That's congrats. <laughs> so we have, thank you. Just we have the same same facts. You know? Yeah, and, and sometimes you go, well, hey, I'm here. Hey, man, I want to. There's stuff I want to accomplish still, and not not necessarily comp- competing, but like, hey, I, I want to still develop. You know, and I want to keep getting better. I want to do this. You know, I want to get become a better teacher. I want to become a better practitioner. And, right. but man, my time to train is limited yeah. now. Yeah. So I, yeah, I have yeah. to have a habit. Because you have res- yeah. responsibility. That's right. right. So like, right. hey, yep. I have to be disciplined. If I only have two days, hey, you better not skip that day. Mm. You know, you better right. not fool around. that you get something done so yeah. that like, cause like if I, let's say I don't do right. the thing I need to do in the morning, but it's for the family. Well, now I got to do it at yeah. night and now I can't go to jujitsu cause that was your own fault because you didn't, you slept right. in or you didn't um, go to sleep early last night or <laughs> I, I mean that this is a new season for me, 
being more in the U.S. now and being with my kids. But now I don't want to miss that either. So, like, I don't want to miss practices. True, I don't want to miss their games. Like, I like doing it, you know. And yep. so right. the, I, I'm not going to – my path in jiu-jitsu at this stage will be different. Like, I'm a brown belt, you're a brown but you're – hey, you got a different path than I do. Mm. You know, you, you, you have true. a different – you're at a different time in your life. Uh, you have, we each have different goals probably in jujitsu. I mean, I'm sure it's similar <laughs> to get better, but you know, it, and so I can't, if I'm growing, I can't complain about that. I have to embrace, accept whatever season right. I, I, I'm in, you know, and just keep moving forward. And, and I think that's a challenge sometimes, you know, in, or sometimes you get like a break, like sometimes I'll come here yep. and I'll be able to train every single day. And then you just got to be like, hey, that was your vacation. Be happy you got the train. Don't expect to do that every day for the rest of your life from now on. You know? That's true, man. And I, I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. We have different, you know, we have different approach. We have different values. That's mm. why comparing, comparing ourselves to others is right. not good, mm. a good thing, right? Like what they say, comparison is a thief of joy. Right. I don't know. If before like because when you compare yourself it's different let's let's say someone's like have more money compared to you and when you compare yourself you'll just end up stressing yourself right instead of just enjoying being present and working yourself out. well it, it's funny so you talk about that comparison that's what the culture of our world is right now right like you, you talked about last time on take one you know we talked about haters and stuff like that right and that culture of hating on people or, you know, you, I, I can pull up on my Facebook feed or I can pull up on my YouTube recommendations, right? You know what's always on there? Like yeah. LeBron or Jordan or Kobe or, you know, like, and they just put all these things of stats and you have um, right. all these ex-players or ex-sportscasters, you know, all saying who this is why this guy's the best and whatever. And, you know why can't we either one enjoy them all because they're all different right right? you can enjoy lebron you can enjoy uh um jordan you know that's one why can't we enjoy them all like two why can't they be individuals or like why can't you just have your favorite and why do you have to like uh prove to me why it's good that he's your favorite yeah Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, so continue. Well, no, no, I, I just mean like I, I sometimes we feed into this comparison culture and it, I, I think it's very valid to have any bias, personal bias you want. Like, hey, man, I like Kobe because he was a Laker. That's it. Mm. Not because he's better right, right. or because he did all yeah. those things, but because he gave me joy. Yeah. No need to take down the other guy. Right. right. Yeah. I, why do I got to take down that guy? True. And then. When you're like, let's say I'm, I'm, let's say I'm going, oh, Kobe or LeBron or what? But what if they're friends and they're not doing that to each other? Who? Why should I do it to them? <laughs> you know? Right, and most of the time, most of the time they're friends. They're very close to yeah. each other. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about being present is that you are, if you're present, you you will just right. appreciate all the things around you. Don't have. No time for That's bullshit, right. right? So just appreciate. So when you're present, any negative energy is right. out of the way. Right. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the fun conversations, and I love that. That's that's not the issue. Um, the issue is when you create this. Oh, you're. Oh, that's not valid. Or you're a hater. Or you're you're um, you're you're dumb. You're uneducated. Or you're because you don't see it the way I see it. I think that's when you create, like you said, that right. negativity. And there's a problem. And I think there's a way to enjoy the access that we have to all these, you know, whatever highlights, information, or whatever you want to call it, without having to like create right. negative things. I mean, you read some of the comments of these guys. You know, of people. I mean, if you get into that, and it's just kind of, it's comical, you know. Yeah, man, they, they have, have the time. time. They have the time to do it. So, Jar, I was, um, I think it was several, I don't know if it was several months back, but, um, you know, we follow each other on Instagram and things. Yeah. And one of the posts that you put up that I liked was, um, I think you did, it was, um, is it Mike Brown or what's that guy? Brown or something. It's an MMA fighter. Do you know oh. if you remember that? The Immortal. Is that who's that Jojo? Oh, it, let me see. I forgot the name. It is but, um, Matt Brown. I think Matt Brown. Yeah, Matt Brown. Matt Brown. But he posted this thing, and I think he reposted it. But it was talking about this um, this backward law concept by Alan Watts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe we can talk about that. It'd be funny. Uh, but I mean. I uh, So I'm going to read what was on that post. It says, um, uh, the idea that the more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become, as pursuing something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. The desire for a more positive experience is itself a negative experience. And paradoxically the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. So if pursuing the positive is negative, then pursuing the negative generates a positive. So, I mean, it's kind of up and down, but he was, uh, I think Matt Brown related to like chasing pain and failure and not chasing pleasure or validation. So what, what do you, I mean, when you posted that, what was your thoughts and why you posted that jar? If you remember, you remember jar still there with us jar hello hello did you get any of that jar yes alan watts backwards law yeah, yeah for me my take is like you know the concept of getting more like uh -huh. yep it's more if you keep going for stuff that really don't matter for me, it's just, it's a nonstop, how, how should I explain it? Let's say material things, material things, like okay. if just chasing and chasing and chasing with, with no depth, like really end goal, like there's really yeah. nothing about it. Instead of just like, I'm all, yeah, I, I, like I said a while ago, just being present and just, mm -hmm. just working and pursuing what, what is, valuable to me and which is like um like matt brown's point of view is like getting comfort comfortable with the uncomfortable just chasing pain going after right. it, no matter what just chase greatness for me that's my take on it i kind of forgot about it but yeah that's my, my, my 
Yeah, and I just wanted to ask you about that because we were talking also about I don't know was did they mention that also in the book that we were talking about yeah, last that, time? Uh, that's why that's what I uh, I read it from uh, in the book. Right, uh, right. It, it is yeah. there. Yeah. And then he has the, yeah, it is there. The subtle art. It's the not, su- subtle art. Oh, not giving subtle art of not, not giving a fuck <laughs> an is, F. <laughs> yeah, which is a, a great great book, man. I, I, I learned yeah. a lot from that book. Like I said, it's an easy book, straightforward. Not the typical self-help. Yeah, you know, it's just just go get after, just go after you and just. For me, I learned a lot. Mm. I, I forgot a lot of things, but I, I I really, especially the concept of just just choosing your own, just choosing your on what to give a fuck, right? You just yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because of course we do jujitsu, and I relate a lot of things. I think you'll always relate things in your life, the things you learn back to the things you're passionate about, uh, especially if those things are difficult. And I, if I, the sport of my youth was basketball. And in my youth, like many people, like what I gave a fuck about was how people saw me. Right. Like yeah. what they thought of me. You know, there was a point where like, it's just as valuable to someone thinks you're good than yeah. if you are actually good. If you have Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause like, you know, for instance, like um, if people have this weird perception, like let's say I play on good teams and I, and yeah. I do my thing, you know, and I always play on good teams and I look good and they're yeah. to the average person who's just watching. Hey, John is always on a good team. He's good. But you know, and then they, they think of you that way. They treat you that way. But where actually I could hide on a good team. Like I could play with a guard that can handle the ball. And I don't have to handle the ball. And I can just do the thing. I'm, I, I don't have to expose my vulnerabilities, you know. And I can mm. still be, you know, to the average person, be thought of a certain way. And I think as a kid, those are the things I was trying to hide. And, mm. like, I, was, I would love to be good. But like, hey, you don't want to be good, and no one thinks you're good. Right. Like, you want you want to get the uh, you want to be um, seen a certain way, and I think I cared about that. So, for instance, if I played a bad game in basketball or against someone who was uh, had an advantage that I didn't figure out yet, right? I hate I hated that guy. <laughs> you know, I I hated him. Right. Uh, and if I lost, I wanted to play again because. My my value was tied into winning or losing. Yep. And then if I continue to lose, then I didn't want to play that person because <laughs> then I'm got you, you know things yeah. like that. And you know when I got to jujitsu, one I was older. You know I started at 33 years old, mm-hmm. and there were times when people would you know once you get comfortable, like people would dominate you, and you go wow. Right. Hey, how did you do that? That was mm. cool. I've never seen that before. That was amazing. You know, man, nobody ever crossed me up and took me to the hole in basketball. And I said, man, that was amazing. How did you do that? You're awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I just hated that person. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that was the nature of the game. I mean, like, right. I, mm. I feel more on a team in jujitsu than I did when I was playing basketball. True, man. You know, like, when I played basketball, <laughs> I'm actually – competing because I you know I was at the end of the bench so I'm competing against other guys who are close to me yeah. for time. So 
yeah, you're on my team, but in many ways, you're my competition. That's true. And and I kind of I kind of hate it when you do good because that makes you play more than me. Right. You know. So, whereas in jujitsu, man, you want to share. At least that's how I feel. Like, hey, you want to help anyone you can. You want to share with them. Yeah. I'm really worried about. And for me, bro, because basketball was also my first sport, my first love. That's one of the reasons I I left basketball. Because first Mm -hmm. I saw. First, I really suck at basketball, and second, <laughs> like, uh, the the environment is just I I just can feel a lot of hate. The vibe is just even just like playing because there's yeah. a, a lot of trash talk. You probably yeah mm-hmm. what it's like. That's why. And for me, that's the reason why I, I went to like basketball and to straight to martial arts, which is the opposite. Which is martial arts, just mm-hmm. just sharing, giving, sharing the value and just sharing all the techniques. Well, it's almost like you know, when you're playing basketball, if you you feel like you're, well, it, it may very well be true. Like when you're nice, you're kind of losing. You, you right. know, you can't give an inch. You know what I mean? You can't, you, you know, if you're, or, go ahead. Or maybe it's just because jujitsu is like, it's it forces you to, it's like putting your, like your, uh, your uh, worst, uh, uh, what do you call this? Their, you're uh, lacking in this right. that forces you. Like it's in your face. Right. Like unlike basketball, you say, "Oh, you don't know how to do the, <sighs> you don't know how to defend or something." You can, like, you can probably like hang a little bit, but it's just so you can't really. It's in your face. They show your you your weaknesses you. is in your face. Yeah, yeah your weaknesses. That's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people don't stay in it. True. Yeah. True. True. Because it's it's in your face. It it, it smashes you all the way. <laughs> Hey, you know what? One of the just side note, one of the funniest things I would hear about people say when I try to invite them to jujitsu, and like you know they would say something. Oh yeah, man! Oh, dude, come to jujitsu. Let's go to jujitsu. You know, it's fun. You'll like it. You know, and then they you'd hear. I don't know if you ever heard this before, but like, uh, but you know, man, I, I don't think I could do it because I don't think I could control myself. Like, because from back in the day, I just I just know how I am, man. I'm so aggressive, you know, and then. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna control myself. I I laugh when people say that. I'm like, no, bro. Someone will control you. You won't be able to do nothing. That's what's gonna happen. You're not gonna control. You don't need to control yourself. Someone will control you. Back to zero, man. Back to zero. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, I think that's such an at least you know I brought that up. You know the whole basketball, the analogy in the youth being young because it's it's this thing where i feel like in jujitsu i mean you still battle with the mentalities you know when you want to grow but but overall when you reach a certain point and you want to get better you're actually looking for people to show you your vulnerabilities Mm, like you're like come here hey man you passed me there or like you're man you're killing my you know my frames on that how are you doing that can you show me and do that again let's get to this position again Whereas, like, when you have an argument with someone and they a debate or something, the the immature person they want to stay away from that because you you prove them wrong or something like that. Right. And that's a beauty, ju- that's yeah, in jujitsu, yeah. That's go for beauty, no, go ahead. for me. That's the beauty of the sport, the martial art is like, like what you said, just looking for anyone that will correct you, that will, because with that you will you will improve, right? So. It's just mm. a constant, constant learning in jujitsu, which, 
and the non-stop learning and even up to right now guys we, we still learn even we are brown belt yeah we school year right yeah man yeah, I, I guess I, there's one of my favorite quotes too is uh i'm a quote guy <laughs> but, uh, um, was uh, i think it's henzo and he says my opponent is my teacher my ego is my enemy 100 mm. percent, man. 100%. you know that's who you're fighting against when you're trying to improve you're not fighting as the guy yeah you know i mean that guy is there to help you Very and true, you're true. fighting your own your own insecurities you know i don't right. know man. yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day you're just you're just fighting with yourself yeah you just, it's yeah which a lot of people don't don't look at that perspective if you Mm. Should be like that. You have to like look look deep into yourself, deep into your insecurities, and work yourself throughout. Mm. <laughs> well, let's um. You know, there's a book that we we've mentioned a little bit, and we talked about it. Take one, and I like where we ended up, where we went with that. But um, you know, there's that Mark Manson book. Um, you know, subtle art of not giving an F. You know, and I uh, um. You know, what do you? What did you? Jar, what did you pull from that that was valuable to you that is you're using now? Well, yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, it was like after I read the book, um, I made my circle very small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get it? Because that's the only thing I care for. The values that I care for, which is like, for me, uh, not the values, but the thing that, that, add values to me which is like jujitsu family finance for me i was able to like boil it down to those things compared to like when i was like surrounded by a lot like it, it was overwhelming but right now i was mm. able to choose my own apps which which mm. really helped me a lot and made me more present and yeah and one more thing is about that book it, it made me more present I just appreciate all the things that really adds value to me yeah i think that the way i grew up or in the culture that i grew up with let's i don't know again i grew up in like california southern california but i i don't know if it's a u.s thing i don't know but if it's a world thing but just this whole um kind of consumer or collector kind of mentality you know and then now when you have the social media, right. you trying to present yourself that, hey, look what I consume. Look what I uh, collect, yeah. True. you know, and for, again, caring what people think of you, you yeah. know. And again, I'm. it's not that I care what people think of me. Like, I care if, like, Hey, that you guys enjoy this conversation. I care that we have a good time, but I don't have a higher value. I have a higher value for just doing this. You know, I want it to be good and I want you to like it, but I just want to do it because if we don't do it, we can't even get to the place where if someone enjoys it or if someone finds value in it. True. So I I don't, because if I valued higher, if people liked it, then if people said they didn't like it, it stopped. Yep, yep. And that's the thing for me. It, it is the society that made us 
follow the path. It, it's television for me. It was like, oh, do this, do that. The education mm. system, which for me, yeah. on, on a, when I was still young, like really young, I was in high school. I don't like society. I don't like, like I still watch TV, but it's very, it, it, it kind of controls you. I feel yeah. that vibe. Mm. Right now, people are just doing it. Um, study, study hard, get good grades, right? Mm. <laughs> work for a company, work for this job, get, get rich, and things like that. Which me, I always would like to like get out of the beach. That's why I'm resulting to this, like pursuing my passion, which is jujitsu. Hey, Jar. No, you're, breaking up real quick. you're breaking up a little bit. I don't oh. know if it's we're oh. moving around, Sorry. but like we, we got most of it. But yeah. just uh, right. I don't know if it's, is it is yeah it clear yeah. now. There, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so yeah, just yeah, just going back at it is like the society it it controls the people, and for me, um, ever since I was a kid, uh, I always would like to go against that mainstream. And I always see this, I said the last time was like, follow your passion. I think I saw it from Kobe, I don't know, as a kid. And then, it's funny. Right. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, keep going. Yeah. And from there, I just went after it. And I didn't like school study. Like when I was growing up, I hated school. And, yeah. the, <laughs> and, and the system, I just I just thought of, it, thought of it like, how how can I use this when I grow up? How can I mm. use this? <laughs> A lot of people think like that, right? And I was, yeah, I was yeah, like I, growing up, and maybe you guys as well. <laughs> well, it, I feel like sometimes, like for me, school, probably like you guys, we were told this is what we're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah. This is how you'll become successful. Right. This is how you'll become stable and safe. Mm-hmm. And you know, I never. I guess it was a two-edged sword, a double-edged sword that I was kind of like school was easy for me. Mm, So I succeeded, so to speak, by grades, but I really didn't put much effort. So I didn't learn how to work hard. Mm, And then I didn't learn to really try to learn. Just thought, well, if you get a good grade, that means you're doing it right. And I don't need to ask the questions. Like my question is, is that going to be on the test? If it's not on the test, I'm not going to pay attention, you know, because, and it's such a silly thing, but that's kind of the, the pathway that people indirectly kind of lead you on when you're in the the traditional school system. I don't think they mean to do that, but when you put all these value on exams and tests, they, the kids, they don't want to learn. They want to do good on the exam. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because of the there's a lot of like kids. That's why it's like they do that just to like funnel you in. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard. How yeah. can you manage yeah. and teach everyone? Yeah, yeah. you know that yeah. teaching the impact that people have made on you. Let's say for jujitsu or something like that. Yeah, you go to class and class helps and gives you a foundation. But it's those people who one on one worked with you trained with you or a teammate the teammate who you sat on right. the side and discussed it with and things like that's how you learn like yeah. in a huge mass thing i mean you know the old gracie way was all private lessons mm. you know yeah, i yeah. mean and i'm not saying do that i'm just saying that for most of us real real learning with a mentor and a teacher is going to be in a smaller units of 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 uh gathering you know but that's not how you do school you can't that's not effect it's not efficient you know and then you take that and again it's an opinion you know then you add in tv 
right? Yes. Well, what's TV? It's entertainment, right? And most entertainment writing, this is what I've heard, and I could be wrong too, but like it's meant, like let's say a soap opera, right? It's meant that at least a third grade could follow the plot line, third grader, Mm -hmm. right? Because for the masses, right? So it's not some puzzle and it's not reality. True. I, I was talking to this with my buddy Mikey. Uh, we were just we weren't doing a podcast. We were just on a Skype call. Have you guys ever seen the movie Breakfast Club? Yeah, it's I a old. It. So eighties. It, it's an eighties <laughs> movie. It's you know before your time, but it's about these high school kids who all go to detention. Right, they get in trouble and they have to stay on the Saturday all day in detention. And they're all the different classes of people or students, right? You have your athlete, you have your rocker, the guy who smokes weed, you know, Uh you have your uh, prom queen, you have your weird girl, and you have your nerd, like the The kid who's just good at school and everything, right? (laughs) And so they put this thing out there, right? And, And I believe the art of it was meant to just show youth. And what they go through, right? right? But as a kid, I I watched it and goes, "Who's the cool guy here? Who do I yeah. want to be?" Right? Yeah. Oh, I want to be the rocker guy. And so you take this persona, and that guy was a jerk. And so a lot of my high school years, I thought that's what being cool means: is you're kind of you like girls, but you're kind of a jerk to them too. And then like you say <laughs> witty things, so they still like you, but you're a jerk, and you know whatever it is, right? And it's like, dude. If I'm watching that, I'm like, that guy's the worst guy. You know, you don't want to be that guy. But the immaturity of me watching something like that, you know, says, you know, kids, they see this is who what's cool. You know, this is what whatever it is. And, and I'm not uh, so. So between this idea of the school system and between like a kid like me who spent summers by himself watching eight to nine hours of TV all day, right. you know, Boy, I'm watching commercials. I come out as a consumer. That's yeah. right. That's right. And that's that's the thing for me. At the end of the day, it's about are you going to let society control you or mm-hmm. you just stand out and create your own path? Create. Wow. Mm-hmm. See? My own and, and shine in my own. And when I shine and when I do good, it somehow impacts others. I said it the last time. If you shine and you impact others, it somehow... Um, make them inspired as well and mm. probably do good so it just multiplies well that's that's right. my whole thing about the tupac quote is like yeah. right, right you're gonna shine and you don't know if your shine is gonna change the world or not but you might be that guy who inspires somebody else mm. yep. so i mean Maybe it's not ready to change. Maybe you're just in the wrong time. But if you inspire and, and when you're inspirational, like you guys, like how many people do we read or listen to? Like Bob Marley is one of my biggest inspirations. Right. And, and I wasn't, I think I was barely alive. But his art, his expression has inspired me, you know, most of my adult life, you know. And so I think that there's that idea that you know we society kind of either on purpose or because of marketing or because of you know yep. trying to make money they kind of bring us down this path of of consuming whether it's experiences or just collecting things to say we have it 
and we miss out on the experience, not just of consuming, we miss out on the experience of creating. And, mm. and, and because we're in this, like, especially now with all this, uh, you know, scrutiny of, of social media and, and, you know, people hating, now if you go, hey, I want to create because I, I, I feel like it's something I want to do, but then you become afraid of failure or, or caring too much about what people think about what you're creating. Right, right. You know. and, and one more thing for me is, because being, just being, just going with the society is way easier than creating your own. Life. Right. Mm. That's why more people... Oh, this is the easier road, so I'll just go with yeah. it. I'll just go with you guys instead of just just going for the hard, just going through the hard way. You, it, it's kind of like like up and down, right? Up and down. Yeah, I said the last time was like instead of going flat and stable, I would rather go up and down. Most of the time, I'm down, but I feel like yeah, yeah. It's way easier to. Hey, Jark, can you, you're a little breaking up a little bit again. Hello? Yeah. All right. I got we hear you. Uh, you're talking much. about the difference of you going flat and stable and of rather being kind of in a trend going up and down a little bit. Right. So, so, yeah, I'm saying like that's why more m- most people just go with a society because it's mm. way easier to follow. I'll just follow but the TV. Can't hear you, John. Sorry. All right. Hello, hello. Okay. You there? Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, it's okay. No, no, but I think I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it's uh. I think that's the good thing about life or whatever. It's, it's that constant battle, you know, and it's, and that's the good part is that, you know, especially if you're around people who are pursuing similar things, have similar values, you can kind of fight together to bring yourself back to what you're really there for and not yeah. just to follow society. Yeah. But if you follow your passion, you're most likely to keep going. If you like, like Jar was saying, like if you're going through up and down, if you're down, you, you have a good chance of keep going if you follow your passion. But if you're just stuck in a job or whatever, you're you're not really into it. You just ah, this doesn't work. Then you're out. You know what I mean? So right. That's that's the the difference I think when you're just consuming or what whatever you do. Like if you're creating something and then you have like a hurdle or a, a, a difficulty. You just keep going because that's what you're into. So that's well, hundred percent. Yeah. You, you know what yeah. Nicole talked about on the last podcast about everyone having it's like your art being the expression of your soul and things like that, and you know creating ways to to let it out, right? So that creative right. process lets that out, whatever that is for you. But if we are somehow the judgment of people affects us so much that we're afraid to let out or to create because of judgment, then you're missing a whole part of your life that is actually needed in your life. You know, 
in I, I'm not saying it has to look like my creative process or someone else's. And that's where we get into the comparison thing again. You know? Yeah. And then when you talk, it's funny because sometimes um like I, I, I like playing around with graphic design. You know, I don't think I'm great at it, but like I've got to a point where like I like most of my stuff that I do for myself better than other people that do stuff for me, you know. But when I first started, I would always have my friends do things for me who were really good. And I was asking them, like, can you teach me how to do it? How did you get good at this? And every time, like, dude, there's no class, bro. I mean, there's classes. There are classes. He said, but you just got to do it. You got to figure it out. Right. You just do it, you know. And, and you'll, That's yeah, you're going to suck at first. <laughs> you know, but you'll figure it yeah, out. It's part of it. You know? Part of it, yeah. And that's a, one more thing is like the, most people just don't accept like sucking at first. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why, that's why we, that's why the jitsu guys are like, oh, this first day, it really sucks. It really, I really got smashed. But then, so it's either you just suck it or, and keep moving or, or just go away and quit your jitsu. Yeah. yeah. That's why you just, it's really like sucking at first is really the first step. Yes, that's, I like that. that that's a good I mean, quote, right? <laughs> sucking at first is the first step. <laughs> and one, yeah, and one more thing for me, we're talking about passion and being present. Um, one more thing is who you surround yourself to. Mm, good. When you're present, when you're present, you you have better decisions, and when you're present, you choose the right people around. You don't want to lose. You want to be with winners. You want to. You want to find mentors that will really help you up and improve your life. Well, you know when you, you can you hear me? You guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, one of the things you said just just right now was like you know who you surround yourself with, and um, mentors, and that's a huge thing. You know, um, sure. w- one of the things that I've recently in the last probably two, three years started to explore is there's this kind of um, this. Um, I, w- I don't want it's not really a circle, I guess, of, of relationships that I think are important right. in growth, you know. So in one of them is like, obviously, not obviously, but one of them is, let's say, I have a mentor, you know. Um, and then the other is having peers and the other one is mentoring someone, you know? Right. And that's one of the things I've started to explore. And there's a difference for me, a difference between like a mentor and like a role model. You know, I feel like a role, they, they can be both, but I feel like a role model is for me is someone I look up to, but I don't really have much interaction with them. Like, like right. Bruce Lee's a role model. Uh, I yep. mean, he's dead. So I, I can only take his writings, what people's stories people say about him. And I don't have personal interaction with him, but it's very inspirational. And I can draw a lot on that, mm. you know. Um, and then there might right. be people that are alive that you know, but you don't really have that personal interaction. You know, when I, when yeah. I think of a mentor... I think of someone that I have a relationship with and someone that doesn't want anything from me except to see me mature and grow. Like they don't get nothing from me. Like, I mean, I guess you could have a boss as a mentor, but like 
you know, his financial success is not tied to me or something like that. You know, that's how I look at it. Like a relationship that's that someone who all they care about is, um, you know, seeing me grow and they don't want anything from me. And at the same time, if I don't listen to you or like value your opinion, then you're not my mentor. You know, like or right. I can't say, oh, Jar's my mentor, but then you in jujitsu and then you try to show me a better way to do something. And I go, nah, I'm going to stick to my own way. Man, you're not my mentor because yeah. I didn't listen to you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't you don't tell me you're my mentor. I tell you it's the it's the value that I give yeah. to your opinion, to your advice that makes you my mentor. Mm-hmm. If you say this guy's yeah. my mentor, but you never do nothing, he says, or never take his you know, experience into account, he might not be a mentor. He might just be a peer because like a peer is mm, someone that you value, but it's like, okay, I'll think about that. That's good. Thank you. You, you know what I mean? And, and you need I that too. But then I think completing the circle is like what we've all experienced as coaches is we grow so much when we share what we've learned and mm. learn how to communicate it to someone else. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's, that's the thing. Sorry to no, cut go, you, but yeah, go. But- that's the thing. Um, we learn so much more when we teach mm. rather than just, than just um, li- listening and mm. absorbing. Yeah. And when we teach others, like you were saying, John, you become a mentor of other people as well. It's yeah. very good because it adds value to it. Like when we teach, it helps us grow as well and it makes us appreciate it more. Especially when we're impacting. So, so Jar, like, like, what would you think is your, uh, like, like for example, like developing your teaching style, for example, like, uh, how did you develop it? Did you get it from your uh, coach, or did you do it to experience? What's your, like, coaching um, style? Well, got it. Uh, so, well, when I started teaching, I was I really suck at teaching. <laughs> back then, I was. Just right then I'm not very used to talking I'm not very used to speaking myself mm. but then when I got here and then I was able to yeah, I follow I follow I just follow all the my, my coaches on what what they're doing mm. and then I just somehow imitate it mm. and then when I imitate I also try to innovate mm. it into my own style mm. with that I create my own style of and right now um and I see myself like as evolving. I'm still a work in progress, man. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always would like to. Oh, I see myself the last month way different. I got better. I got more detailed. Those things like that. So for me, uh, like imitate and then innovate. They jar. You're going in and out again. Oh shit! Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you imitate uh, and innovate. Yeah, yeah. imitate and innovate. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, that's that's mostly what I do when it comes to teaching. That's great. Can you guys hear? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what the, you know. So if you guys are listening, you know, we are in uh, jars in Singapore. George and I are in Bacola, but we're in different places and. You know, thank God for technology, but, you know, sometimes we have to, you know, adapt 
It's a good thing we do jujitsu. Can adapt. But it's that's right. Be, be water. Be water. <laughs> oh man, so funny. Did you see this? Do you follow Hinato Laranja on uh, um on Instagram? I do. I, I'm a fan. I'm a big so fan of that guy. He posted a picture, and I saw this when I watched the movie, but I, I never saw someone do a picture of it. You see, you know, when Bruce Lee was in The Big Boss or Fists of Fury, like he goes and he's drinking uh, Hennessy, you know? Oh, yeah, and there's yeah. an old Hennessy bottle, right? <laughs> and then someone was like, you put Hennessy in a cup, it becomes the cup. <laughs> and then you're like, be Hennessy, my friend. <laughs> I have, I have to see this. I have to see uh, this. Yeah, I just watched that movie. You'll see them. They go into like their little party, and then uh, he's they got an old. It's an old label of Hennessy, but man, they had Hennessy for way back then, right? Yeah. But um. Oh, that guy. That guy's very. Funny, yeah, he's man. a crazy dude. <laughs> you know, but um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think that it's. I guess my takeaway from all this is really, you know. We've said it, we say it again and again, but if there's something that's in your heart to do, to pursue, to either try for the first time or get better at, there's no time like the present. You can always start. And, you know, I I appreciate that, like, you know, draw someone like you who has found opportunity, you know, outside of his home and took the chance to pursue that for a season, you know, because it's in it's from what you've shared, it seems like this experience has really um, helped you go in the direction, like personally, developmentally, not just in jujitsu or career wise, but like that taking that chance to, to do something difficult, taking that chance to do something scary and sacrifice certain things for both you and your family you know, you're, you know, you're, you're on your path that you've always, that you've desired, you know? So, I mean, that would, you know, it's, it's an inspiration. Um, you know, it's, it's, man, it's great talking with you. I think we got to wrap man, up, love but you, love it, love it, we got to keep doing this, man. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I always have time. <laughs> yeah, man. Always have time. <laughs> Joe, you got thoughts over there? Yeah. I'm just, uh, thankful that we can do this again man like like i said like uh you have like uh, the way you you think the way you present yourself is inspiring especially like like a young guy like you know like this is really important for uh the like for a young person to hear that hey it's all right uh even if you're young you can be mature you can be you can think about this stuff that's you right can, yeah it's not like just oh I'm gonna wait until I'm forty or something to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I, I only live once. I do the, do some crazy stuff. It's not about that. <laughs> that's why, that's why this is really like refreshing for 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 me to hear. Like when I, I if I could go back in time, I could tell myself, hey, like you should read up on books like this or like surround yourself with people that like will mentor you or help you. Like that's why. We could we should do this again. We, like uh, I like I like uh, talking to you, Jar. Man, thanks, man. I re- I really really enjoy it. Yeah, I really enjoy it. And one more thing, guys. Like just to end it, I just would like to share a quote that I really like. Mm-hmm. 
that really made made an impact for me. It's it's a quote from the great Confucius. Like he said, we have. So Jar, we're losing you. Do it again. Again. Hi. Hello. All right. Hello. Oh, you're yeah, back. Yeah, the quote. The, yeah. Yeah. The Confucius quote just says like, "We have two lives, and the second one starts when we realize that we only have one." Right. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good, man. Yeah, so you you just have to keep going on and just just do what whatever you want to do. Yeah, well, man, Jar, again, we appreciate you. We'll do this again. Um, you know, uh, there's so much. There is so much to talk about, and just you know, we probably could talk about jujitsu forever. We probably could talk about books and stuff forever. Business. We didn't even get into business today, so we can talk yeah. about that next time. You know, next time. But you should, man. yeah, so if you guys are listening, if you ever get a chance to head out to Singapore once this whole uh, quarantine is over, you stop by the Gentle Art Academy, take some classes with Coach Jar, and uh, you're going to get more than just jujitsu, as you, you heard here. So, you know, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Jar, for coming out, being on this. Thank you. BC Papas and Jar, we're out. If you want to follow BC Papa's podcast on social media, we have a brand new Instagram account called BC Papa's. You can also follow BC Marshall and see what's happening in Bacolod City. Find out about where the good coffee spots are, where the good dessert spots are, and what we're doing to teach leadership through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. The BC Papa's podcast is also brought to you by the Nothing to Lose Foundation inspiring our leaders of the next generation if you'd like to volunteer with the nothing to lose foundation and know more about what we're doing here in the philippines and in the united states look at our website at n2lfoundation.com you can also find us on facebook at n2l foundation and instagram at n2l foundation